Hello, welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. I don't know if you've been hearing about this nation within the United States that's all on its own autonomous setup in order to protest against police brutality, particularly against black people in the United States. It started after the George Floyd killing happened and it was set up near the police department and the government, the mayor, and the people who had the authority to stop them gave them free reign. And now it's about to be dismantled. I know you probably heard about it. People got robbed from, people died, <laughs> people were harassed, and people were pretending that they knew best how to organize society. And I think that there are a couple takeaways that could be had, and I tried to break them down. Looking at what happened with Chaz, it's the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. It was also called CHOP, the Capitol Hill Organized Protest. They called it that as well. So I wanted to discuss politics, governance, and morality. It always comes down to morality, and I do kind of like to talk about that. And seeing bad things and darkness in other people instead of inside oneself. So let's get started. I'm fairly excited because I haven't made a video in a while, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Oh my god, what am I doing? So I'm going off of Wikipedia, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, also known as the Capitol Hill Organized Protest Shop, and the Capitol Hill Occupy protest was an occupation protest as of today when I'm recording this and self-declared autonomous zone in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. There have been other autonomous protests in areas outside of Seattle that have sort of copied what happened with Chaz, but these were the first ones to do it. And it was sparked by the George Floyd incident where a man uh, who was not necessarily a saint, but he was treated with excessive force by the police and he was basically murdered and, you know, the I can't breathe stuff. And then the Black Lives Matter movement and consequently the people who organized this Chaz movement used that as a catalyst for saying why they needed to create this autonomous zone in order to protest the existing system. And so they wanted to make it better or at least that's what they said and that's why a lot of people allowed it to go on because it was the voice of uh, not being able to make demands within the existing system so you create something else outside of that. The zone originally covered six city blocks and a park. I should mention that the people who were in this zone didn't necessarily consent to having this autonomous zone being created and it was started on June 8th after the Seattle Police Department left its East Precinct building so they wanted to create a neighborhood without police and they also demanded rent control the reversal of gentrification which by the way i don't really believe in the abolition or defunding of the police the funding of community health and releasing prisoners serving time for marijuana related offenses resisted or resisting arrest with expungement of their records in brief what happened i think two people died it was confirmed and i saw a clip of the head of the police department she was saying that people were being robbed, like crimes were occurring, but they weren't able to get to it. And as of today, which is July 1, 2020, it has been dismantled. There are videos of police troops walking in and there wasn't much resistance from people. Something else that occurred was that they set up their community gardens and they basically wanted to try, these protesters wanted to try their hand at governing somewhere. The first lesson I think that could be taken away from this is that we are social creatures and we have rules about how to go about our society for a reason. The institutions that we have, like the police department, 
the government, hotline services, paramedics, ambulance, everything that we have and the way we've set it up, it's already there for a reason. And we use these rules and social structures to navigate how we interact with each other in a hopefully ethical manner. The issue with what happened with George Floyd was that the rules as they existed weren't good. Like people wanted them to be better because they can see that something wrong ethically happened in this scenario. I think that the world was already going to be changed within the system that existed, that is with the court system and with people complaining even on social media, just socially, like it was already sparking change, but that wasn't enough. And these people who wanted to set up Chaz wanted some kind of radical change to occur. I think that if people want to create radical change, then they should probably learn from prior institutions that exist that solve issues as they arise. I definitely think that what happened with Chaz has highlighted the difference between incremental change and radical change and why it's important to perhaps have incremental change and certainly the terms conservative and progressive make sense when you think about how everyone comes together to form a society and people want it to get better and there are ways where you respect what already exists because you understand that it's there for a reason so that people don't get shot and don't get robbed and then there are people who are upset with how the way things are and they want to push for something new but there's already a system of governance in place with legislation with judges with the president where you push these changes through so i definitely think what happened with Chaz and it's happening with other chazzes out there. There were reports of sexual assaults. Cops were being treated badly. They were trying to police their own community. They were setting up agriculture, but having to borrow from outside to get it done. They also had borders to let people in and out based off of what they were trying to create within their society because it was there for a purpose. You know, like what happens in a country is not just the actual land, it's the people within it that create that society and i think they definitely demonstrated that and they were shaming outsiders there was an incident of a man who was a christian who was preaching and they were trying to get him out because it disrupted their social rules seeing all this happening definitely wanted me to be more conservative i'm going to guess that for other people they had a similar reaction because it really highlights the need for rules and why they exist and i think if people want to set up something like this then learn from what's there I also think this translates to young versus old and people capitalizing on what happened with George Floyd and the power, the cultural power that the Black Lives Matter movement has currently in order to champion their like young spirit of change, which is naive and reckless. But I think it highlights a struggle between the younger generation and the older generation. To some, for the first lesson, the rules exist for a reason and if you want to change it do it incrementally the second takeaway that i had from looking at the chat incident was the ends don't justify the means and property rights are the basics of ethics if you consider all the different laws we have against violations they all stem from first owning yourself and your body and then everything else kind of flows from that so property rights come from the work that you put in the effort you put in and then having a claim to that but that begins with you having a claim to your body which you direct in order to do things with items out in the world or work with other people from contracts etc it's just you 
holding power over your own will. I took an African history course in college, one of the few courses like that that I have ever taken. One of the main arguments against slavery, I guess it would still apply today since slavery exists, is the power to direct your own will. And that comes from the power to direct what happens to you and your body. And these people, these chess people, smash that completely First of all, when they just set up this autonomous zone without talking to the people who owned all of the property that they were on, it's really, really funny because like what happened with George Floyd is about people not respecting this man's body. Like, and then they don't see the connection between respect for that and respect for property rights, but it's a very, very clear connection. And I think some people, I, I guess they just don't see it, but it's, ironic in a bad way they want to have this social change based off of an unethical act while violating the basic principles of ethics that come from property rights going back to this idea of the ends don't justify the means i'm just going to show a footage of this poor journalist trying to say that he kind of supports the movement but he's actually living in the area and feels unsafe and he's trying to justify what he knows in his own experience from his own experience isn't right because it's like not right for him and you see this with social movements a lot where the end goal the ideal becomes more important than what's happening to people actually but i'm curious in terms of just how you feel if you want to be there for the long haul or are people talking about moving elsewhere well honestly like I know like the building down the street for me, like five people have moved out like very recently. So I know like a lot of people are not wanting to stay here for this just because it is so uncertain. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have not really enjoyed living in this area during all this. Um, no matter how you feel about what is being protested down there, it's different to come to this area to report on it or to visit this area or to protest in this area because you get to leave after this. But, you know, to be in this, it has really turned our lives sort of upside down in a way. And, you know, the fact that we are all working from home, that means we are here 24-7. You know, it's, it's noisy. It's right. starting to get hot. We don't have air conditioning, so you've got to open your windows. So, you know, I think that's been some of the concerns from the people who live here is just, you know, the But unknown. I can hear people on the other side saying, Joseph, look, the issues are huge, man. And if it's inconvenient for you for a while, that's not the biggest thing. How do we weigh all of this? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I <laughs> have lived here for several years. So, I mean, if you know that you're going to live between Pike and Pine on Capitol Hill, you got to be ready for some, you know, forms of chaos sometimes. So it's not that I'm like trying to say like, oh, none of this should be happening because it's going to take radical change to fix some of the problems that are in our society right now. And this is part of that. Um, but, you know, how it impacts people just living in neighborhoods, you know, that is something we've got to figure out how to find balance for everyone. There was also a post on Reddit about someone's property. I'm not, I don't remember exactly what being stolen and then someone responding to them you should be okay with this because it was probably taken by some disadvantaged individual. The principles don't really matter to these people. I don't think they even understand the logic of like where ethics comes from um, and what we consider good or not good to do to other people because their movement in action completely violates that. And I think it's always important to look at what happens in action, like what 
happens, what are the means, not just the end goal. Another takeaway, the third one that I had is kind of related to the ends justify the means, but I want to call it rules for me, but not for thee, or the Christopher Columbus syndrome, where everyone is mad about all the bad things that Christopher Columbus did, but completely blind to all the bad things that they're doing. And I saw a post on Twitter from Stefan Molyneux, who by the way, just got banned from YouTube. So that's why I'm mentioning his name a couple days ago. And I think that's wrong and not good. He was talking about how the people who set up Chaz are basically Christopher Columbus. They demolished or tried to. They tried to demolish because people let them. They tried to set up their own social structure that they thought was better on top of the one that was existing and they didn't really care because their idea was also great. What happened to the people who were in that area? Christopher Columbus denial. I think that was the term I came up with it. So they have this moral hubris about who is good and who is bad and they're complaining about all these things like systemic racism etc but ignoring their own actions causing harm to people it's ignorance of one's own vice and there's no allowance for like human flaw when you look at the past say with christopher columbus and because there's no allowance for human flaw it means you're blind i think to it if you're blind to it in other people, you're also blind to it in yourself, I think. And apparently they only decided to end Chaz when the mayor was affected. And isn't that how it always seems to work? The ends do not justify the means. I always say I don't have solutions. I don't claim to have solutions to all of these issues, but I do know the process matters. Like if your process is wrong, it's not caring, it's just trampling on people's rights, then your solution is wrong. It just is. Like the ends cannot justify bad means. So the fourth lesson, this one's a bit more subtle, is how these people were even able to do what they were doing. Suppose some white nationalist group decided they wanted to create their own autonomous zone voluntarily maybe they'd even go buy some land like where no one even is so they're not destroying property rights would they be allowed to do this i really don't think so i don't think i personally think they should have the right to do that if they want to but then they have to like separate themselves but if they wanted to do that i don't think they would be able to and the power that black lives matter has and the power that these racial narratives have over people i think has been very much on display through what happened with Chaz. people respond government officials respond to this power and i don't think that what happened with george floyd yes that's bad but the takeover of what happened with him by the black lives matter movement like if you look at the movement in my opinion it's not something that should be given any moral high ground i don't think what they're advocating for is correct i also think that they're in denial of basic statistics um, about crime and about police encounters and i also think uh morally they're not in the right because in practice it's not just this is something that i talk about a lot with identity politics it's not just about building up one group of people it's about tearing down like if you're just building up a group of people i'm not into tribalism like that but i think that's okay but if you're tearing down in order to build up that's bad and i think that's what black lives matter is like that's what the movement is about in practice people ignore all of that because they're afraid socially of being i guess seen as bad or maybe mentally they don't really see it, but I definitely think 
it's easy to not see something clearly logically if you're gonna have bad social consequences if you do decide to see it clearly and logically i guess what i'm saying is that governments respond to power and that you can manipulate people through using social fare against them and we have to remember that we are extremely social creatures and being excommunicated from the tribe literally meant death for much of human history and like that is what we're screwing around with so it's understandable but like really pay attention to how many people are just going along with this if another movement didn't have this kind of cultural power it just would not fly they've tied all of this radical change that they say they want to this black lives movement thing and it's two completely unrelated stuff like i said there's already a system trying to change it that it was probably going to be changed it's just a tool like i think anti-racism is just a political tool that groups use and it's just a powerful force in society that can be used to manipulate people i kind of wanted to end on a positive note and it's related to what i just said and so my final takeaway from all of this is maybe it's an opportunity for society to figure out what has happened with Chaz is an opportunity for society to figure out how to create a space for pilot programs for social change. The state, the government, could have just come in and squashed everything from the beginning. They didn't. And again, I mentioned the need for power to do that, but maybe people can realize that we should create spaces to test out new ways of ordering our society. I just went to Porkfest uh, 2020, which is put on by the Free State Project, which is a movement to try and create a more a libertarian focused uh, state uh, in the US through moving 20,000 voters so that they can change the laws. Very, very active in politics, the people in that movement. So it was interesting thinking about making this video uh, on Chaz and also being there, thinking about how much resistance there is to these movements because they don't have cultural power. There's also people who try to build communities on the open sea or they've tried to buy unused property from countries, but it doesn't work out in the end. People really don't want this to happen, but maybe this is a sign. <laughs> I don't actually think this, but maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's like a sign that we can create a space for pilot social movements to create their own functioning societies. I think that would be interesting. And these are people who actually want to do it. Like they actually want to not have the benefits of living in the rest of society, like calling the cops when something bad happens to them, when they're trying to not have cops in the area or getting mad at paramedics for not helping. These are people who really want to do that and they're not able to. Does radical change have to be violent? Maybe we can create a space to test out possibly radical change outside of the incremental change which I think is good and useful that we already have through existing systems of push and pull between conservative and progressive. Okay, I think I covered all the points that I had on this Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone that's now gone. I really think there were lots of cool lessons and insights that could be gleaned from what happened and I hope you enjoyed hearing my thoughts on this topic. I'll talk to you soon. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe and give a like and click for the alerts on YouTube. Please take the time to donate at justthinkingoutloud.tv slash donate. I would really appreciate it if you do that. It really makes a difference. Leave comments. Let me know what you think as usual. Have a good day. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.
side note, I might put this at the end. I I'm definitely not a fan of people being put in jail for crimes that don't have victims, like not like marijuana offenses, and we already have um, punishments for crimes with victims, which is what people say they want to stop people from doing. It's always like, okay, well, we want to stop you from using some kind of drug in order to stop you from harming yourself or others, but that's why we have laws that punish people who act out badly because that's the incentive that's already there like we don't need additional laws to stop people from doing something that might happen in the future uh this is totally another topic and it's definitely going at the end but say if someone's on pcp and they go out there and they i don't know drive someone over because they're not straight in the head we already have laws against murdering someone like you don't need a law to stop preemptively stop something that you think might happen from occurring and that's like a totally different topic so don't argue me on that because i'm not going into it fully right now i'm just going on a very big tangent and as of today which is Ju july and as and as of today which is july 1 2020 i had a friend in jamaica named chaz by the way so it's kind of funny uh, i think of him when i hear the word chaz 